Please, friends, be seated. How long? This is a question God's people are constantly posing. It comes up in the Psalms, those deeply personal and yet also communal prayers that Jesus himself prayed and you and I still turn to. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? Or, O Lord, how long shall the wicked, how long shall the wicked exult? Or, how long must your servant endure? When will you judge those who persecute me? The Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. followed in that faithful tradition when he posed the question, how long, from the steps of the Alabama State Capitol in March of 1965. He and other members of the freedom movement had finally been able to finish the Selma to Montgomery March for voting rights, protected by each other and by the National Guard, after some of their fellows had been beaten or murdered on their earlier attempts. I know you are asking today, Dr. King asked his listeners, how long will it take until justice, as he put it, is no longer crucified? How long, he asked. He answered himself, not long, because no lie can live forever. How long, he continued, not long, because mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. And within a few months, King's eyes, and many of the eyes here, saw President Lyndon Johnson sign the Voting Rights Act into law. How long is a question God's people have been asking for a very long time, and you and I continue to ask it. When you and I pose this question, we join a chorus that includes the prophet Habakkuk. Of all the prophets, Habakkuk deals most directly with the problem of theodicy. Theodicy is the technical term for thinking, wondering, writing, and praying about how a good God can allow so much exploitation and suffering in the world. The words from Habakkuk that we read a few minutes ago were probably written at the height of the Babylonian Empire 2,500 years ago, but they're still timely. Destruction and violence are before me, strife and contention arise. So the law becomes slack and justice never prevails. The wicked surround the righteous, therefore judgment comes forth perverted. Habakkuk yells out, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not listen? Or cry to you violence? and you will not save. How long must the faithful wait for a sign of God's presence? How long until things change for the better? How long until justice, mercy, healing start to flow? 
In case you're wondering, in case it's been a while since you reread the short book of Habakkuk, I'll tell you, God doesn't give the prophet a time frame. But God does offer some reassurance for you and me as well as for Habakkuk. There is still a vision for the appointed time. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. God's reassurance is a paradox. We're told to wait for something that will not delay in coming. And you and I know that sometimes we end up waiting a long time. How do we manage the wait? How do we wait faithfully, trusting that there is still a vision for the appointed time? The Bible and the saints answer. We wait in prayer and in community. Biblical scholars believe the book of Habakkuk was edited into its final form, its current form, through liturgical use, by being used in worship services, something like our service here. Instructions to the choir master appear here and there. Parts of the book are meant to be sung, accompanied by stringed instruments. In three short chapters, like an opera in three short acts, the book meets the community of faith in the depths of their rage against evildoers and against God who allows evil to occur, and then leads them to a quiet place where they can wait, where we can wait, to experience the Lord's healing presence. At the very end of his book, Habakkuk sings, though the fig tree does not blossom, and no fruit is on the vines, though the produce of the olive fails, and the fields yield no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold, and there is no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will exult in the God of my salvation. For Habakkuk, faith is the commitment to praise God even in the most desolate times, the periods when it's hard to see where hope will come from. The prophet couldn't do that without his community, and they couldn't do it without him and each other. The book of Habakkuk has some things to say about people who set themselves apart from the larger community, who forget that all our lives and our well-being are intertwined who set out to hoard goods, money, land, the vote, for themselves. Habakkuk offers them God's warnings. Alas for you who heap up what is not your own. Alas for you who get evil gain for your houses. Alas for you who build a town by bloodshed and found a city on iniquity. You can only keep others down for so long, Habakkuk warns, before violence eventually fires back on you. I don't think Habakkuk wanted to see that violence. And I don't think violence was inevitable in Habakkuk's day or today. In the Bible, 
even prophetic warnings that start with alas are typically offered as a call to repent, think again, change our ways. Hoarded wealth can be given away, as Zacchaeus did in today's gospel. Weapons can be laid down. Mistakes can be acknowledged. Lies can be revealed, and once the truth is told, God's beloved people can choose to accept it. Many of us are, again, asking, how long? How long, Lord, must we pray for an end to strife and conflict? How long, gracious God, must we witness sweet friends suffering, whether from cruel diseases or because someone doesn't like the way they're living and takes it out on them? How long must we keep waging the same struggles for each person to be able to cast their vote? Every parent give their children what they need. Every one of us contribute our gifts to the community, and each of us have a safe place in which to grow old. How long? Not long, maybe. If you and I and all disciples of Jesus do what we can to point to resurrection, to write, as God says to Habakkuk, the vision Make it plain on tablets so that a runner may read it, so that we and our neighbors whose spirits are flagging may catch a glimpse of God's promise and trust it will fully appear. If it seems to tarry, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. <laughs>